And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Welcome. This is episode 166 of the podcast. Here we are, back at it again. One camera, not two again, because I don't feel like dealing with the uh, GoPro at this point in time. Also, it's, it's kind of late. Uh, very, very rare 8 p.m. record for myself. I'm actually six minutes late on recording, and I'm actually <laughs> just now digging up the uh, the Google Doc where all this stuff lives. Um, let's see what I do. What I do. What I do today when I got home. When I got home, a little bit late. Uh, well, actually, because a couple of days ago, I was I was in the office, just sitting there in my socially distanced office from everybody else, around. I'd say one o'clock, one fifteen, maybe one thirty. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, one of the execs comes up to me, someone I've never spoken to in my life, but I know his name because he's a, a big name at the company, at the, at the network. And he, he comes over and he goes, uh, "Yeah, I have had. I'm watching something uh, for work, and he, I, yeah, I have headphones on. He, he pulls it off. I pull him off, and uh, he's uh, wearing his mask, and he goes." So I don't want to alarm you, but someone at this point, my heart is being like, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> or they're kicking me out of this office because <laughs> I have made it my own. Uh, and, and he goes, I don't want to alarm you, but someone here uh, thinks they're sick. And so they're going to get tested. Uh, they're not sure that they have the virus, the COVID-19, um, but they, they are going to go get tested. Uh, so we're going to be out of the office for the next few next couple of days. Um, so go ahead, finish up what you're doing and just leave. So uh, I go. Oh, great. Thank you for letting me know. I finish the, um, I guess I, I think I was watching a movie or something. I finish it. I just leave. And then uh, we, and then I get an email from my boss, uh, from my supervisor. And she says, uh, no one can go into the third floor for uh, two days, for a couple of days. And so uh, the first day I wake up, I work out, I wake up late. I wake up at like 5.30 and I am, I'm just, I'm just, I have a day off. I still don't know if I'm getting paid for it. I probably am because I'm salaried. But I, I have a day off, and I go, what am I going to do today? Uh, luckily, I have a secret writing project that I need to finish. Oh, I finished it already. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. That was very late. Uh, this one's going to be very early. <laughs> uh, but I finish it, and uh, and then that takes up my morning. I finish it at like 10 o'clock, and I, and I send it in. And uh, I don't know if I said it was a writing project. I probably should have said that. Anyway. <laughs> Finish it. I send it in, and now uh, I have my my entire day. So I take a nap. <laughs> I take a like a three hour nap. I wake up. It's three o'clock. Haven't eaten lunch yet. <laughs> and then uh, then I do some writing, and then <laughs> and then that was my day. I check my email, my work email. No, I can't go in yet. I, no one's even said anything. Thursday it rolls around. I'm I I have I truly have nothing to do. So I do news time. No, Tuesday rolls around. Today's Thursday. Uh, Wednesday, excuse me, Jesus, what day is it? <laughs> Wednesday rolls around. I have nothing to do except for write news time, write and shoot and edit news time, and that took me all day. <laughs> Truly, it took me all day. I, I got again. I got to work out late and uh, late in the morning, which is late in the morning for me is like you know five thirty six o'clock. I got to wake work out late and and then I did. So I, I watched the news a little bit and then I did some news time stuff and then took a break. And uh, realize that my iPad is an iPad Pro, and it can hook up to the monitor here, which is the television, and um, via via an HDMI dongle, which I will hold up, that I've had for my my laptop computer for this old thing. 
And uh, so I so I I took a chance yesterday and started watching some Apple TV Plus stuff, and um, which is just Central Park, which I just watched Central Park. <laughs> Plugged it in, watched a couple episodes, fell asleep again. Took another two hour nap. <laughs> I never get a chance to take naps during the day, <laughs> uh, during the weekday. And then finally got an email. We get, we're able to go back to work. However, not on the third floor. On the fourth floor, I'm in someone else's office again. I had to use their computer, and it took me. Roughly, I would say an hour to figure out how to get things working. And of me sitting in silence and just talking to myself going, okay, do I just drag this over here? Okay, I want Premiere. How do I get to Nexus? All right, well, how do I connect? How do I unmount this workspace to that? It was too much work. And that's, that was my, uh, that's how I spent the last two days. And uh, some of this morning. All right, so listen. Let's get to it. First things first, comes from Vulture. This is written by Joseph Adelian. Adelian. Charlemagne the God is going to host a weekly talk show on Comedy Central. Now, this is something I didn't know. Charlemagne the God has had two shows with the MTV networks before. Um, he had uh, he had a show. They worked. He worked with the same person who uh, Chris McCarthy, who uh, helped him get some other shows on MTV Two when he's a regular with uh, Guy Code. And then he hosted uh, two talk shows, Charlemagne and Friends, which is not good, which I looked at one clip for, and I said, no way, no, sir. Uh, and then <laughs> Uncommon Sense. Go look at a clip of an old talk show that lasted one season on MTV2. You, you'll say the same thing. Comedy Central. You'll say the same thing for literally any one-season talk show. Uh, and I knock on wood if I ever landed a talk show, you know. <laughs> That uh, is that faux wood anyway, and uncommon sense. Um, that it lasts, I want much of it last, <laughs> and then uncommon sense, which was a little bit better, but uh, you know, still from the from the clip I saw, there were 40, there were like four people. No, there was like one, two, three, four, five, six, six people, three people on both sides of the desk, so six people on both sides, there were six people total. And then uh, he was talking, and they and the camera kept cutting back to back to other people, and they're just nodding along because I guess it was some type of panel, but two were standing, and it pissed me off. Anyway, that's not how talk shows should be. Anyway, so now they're going to have a new show. They don't know what it's going to be about. Um, uh, Chris McCarthy uh, the, is going to produce it probably, and uh, uh, but Charlemagne did kind of give a hint. He said, "quote I love John Oliver every week. I love Bill Maher every week." There's something to be said about sitting back and being able to observe everything that happened in a week and then come in and say, you know what? This is what I want to touch on, he says. But I'm not going to be on here trying to rehash the whole week. Like, no, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> Just. <laughs> okay. I want to <laughs> talk about thing, talk about the things that can actually impact somebody's life in a real way. The things that can actually help move the culture forward. Um. So uh, the so Char- Charlemagne hosts the Breakfast Club with Angela Yee and uh, DJ Envy, um, and and now there's going to be, I mean, with his interviews with uh, the Breakfast Club and with his own interviews that he just you know does without the Breakfast Club moniker, uh, he's really good interviews. One of the one of the best out there doing it. Um, it's. I would li- I'd like to see how the show goes. I don't think MTV is a good uh, venue for him, but it's going to be on Comedy Central, so that's good. If anything, weekly, I think you know it's going to be like a ten o'clock show, uh, a little bit unfiltered. Um, but but Comedy Central has they the the network is good at 
at picking these shows out and then letting them last one or two seasons. Um, what is this show, uh, Hood Adjacent? That I thought that show was going to come back. It never. It hasn't. It's not going to. Problematic was the last one. Um, Nikki Glaser's show, Anthony Jeselnik's show, lasted two seasons. I mean, anything that's not The Daily Show or Tosh.0 or South Park, uh, it just has trouble. Even The President Show, which should not have existed in the first place, uh, is it has trouble existing, uh, period. <laughs> uh, let's move on. There's And this is, this is going to be a little bit uh, on the more tense side, but this uh, next story is very interesting to me. This is written by Zach Scharf over at IndieWire. Michaela Cole turned down Netflix's $1 million offer for... I may destroy you over ownership. So I spoke about this, I think, last week in the episode. In the episode, um, Spotify uh, owns the podcasts that are put on there, essentially. Right? No, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. It Spotify owns Gimlet. And then essentially Spotify owns whatever Gimlet is putting out from this point forward. Um, and any other podcasting thing it owns. And so the hosts of The Nod, very popular black culture podcast, they want to own some of just some of the name of The Nod so they can be able to do a movie or do TV shows and and uh, you and, you know, online series and other stuff that has The Nod moniker again, moniker, moniker Geller, moniker Bing. And and so that that same notion kind of extends to. Television, not kind of, it does. So when you have a show on um, HBO, when you have a show on, which I made sure you was on, when you have a show on Netflix, when you have a show on any one of these networks or platforms, you as a creator may not own any of that. And with Netflix, that's pretty much the case where you don't own anything. And so Michaela Cole, who had a show called Chewing Gum that was uh, very popular over in England and then picked up for distribution here in um, America via Netflix, uh, she obviously would took her newest show, I May Destroy You, which is about her being sexually assaulted as she was making chewing gum, um, which is also a very funny show. Uh, but I've never seen I May Destroy You. I, it's a drama series, I can only assume, uh, <laughs> because it's a show about her being assaulted. Uh, I'm not laughing at the. I'm just laughing at the idea. Just, oh, Jesus. Anyway, so... I may destroy you, uh, but she walked away, according to Scharf, from a mega deal in order to maintain ownership of the series. Now, there's a profile via Vulture, but this is just a a boiled down idea of it. Uh, Cole revealed that Netflix made her an offer for I May Destroy You in spring of 2017 worth $1 million. That's That's not nothing, but in the scheme of things... You'll see. The series is based, uh, blah, blah, blah. Cole wrote all 12 episodes of the series and co-directed nine. She turned down the $1 million offer because they wouldn't allow her to retain any percentage of the copyright. She even ended her relationship with CAA, which is a very big uh, management firm, agency, excuse me, agency. (laughs) Managers and agents are different. If you don't understand the difference, go watch episodes or BoJack Horseman. Uh, relationship with CAA after it, quote, tried to push her to make the deal with Netflix since CAA, quote, would be making an undisclosed amount on the back end. Cole told Vulture that she, uh, oh, a senior level development executive at Netflix uh, in order to retain 
at least 5% of the copyright. She tried negotiating with that person. Uh, and then that person had, there was just silence on the phone. And I believe, okay. Yeah. Later, the, all right. The story keeps going. It looks like, it looked like the, there's an ad in the middle and it looked like the story was over. And I was just like, where did I hear the rest of this stuff? She wanted 5%. And then she even bargained them down to 0.5% for the copyright. And a Netflix executive said she would have to run it up the chain while adding, this is a quote from them. Michaela, I just want to, I just want you to know I'm really proud of you. You're doing the right thing, which is <laughs> so demeaning, so demeaning. I read something earlier this week that said uh, Netflix, uh, no, excuse me, I listened to a podcast, the Reset Podcast by Vox, that said Netflix is, uh, it's a difficult employer, but when you have the job, you, you kind of want to keep it. And they kind of treat their people, and this is me, this is me gathering this information. They they kind of treat their people like they treat their shows. You know, three seasons and you're done, uh, which which is very true, with the exception of The Crown, which they give six seasons to for some reason. Uh, they love love them some white shows. <laughs> so Netflix, again, I will give you any show you want. I got so many ideas. I got a movie. I got several movies. <laughs> Two that are written. Um, so yeah, uh, when you're when you are a creator, you want to be able to own some type of uh, have some ownership on these things, on these projects. And it is a shame that Netflix wants to, while establishing themselves, establishing themselves as uh, this big distributor uh, and force in the entertainment industry, it's still a monster business when it comes down to it. And uh, do they really care about the creator? Like, yeah, you can you can make whatever show you want. Like, they can give you zero notes, but in the end, is it worth it to uh, be part of the spotlight for five minutes? And if you're not Stranger Things, then you know. And I mean, that's not saying that uh, everything has to be Stranger Things. Everything has to be uh, to all the boys I love before and all those other things that are popular on the service, but. Not everything blows up. It's just like a handful of things. And uh, I think those who are outside of the industry or even those who, uh, I don't know what I'm saying about that part, but those who are outside of the industry, they see, you know, this thing's doing well on Netflix. They, this person must make a lot of money and that's not the case for everything. Um, so there we go. Listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to hit the rest of this. Listen, I got a going to break song. Well, tune. Audio thing. We're going to go to break. Here we go. Let's do it. And we're back to the show. I wasn't sure if I should play that going out or the break or coming into the break or coming in from the break. I cut that yesterday. Isn't it great? 165 episodes in. <laughs> and I finally have uh, the the go to break song. All right. Here we go. This next story is about Amazon Fire TV coming from Variety. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. I, that never happens to me. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick. Batwoman. And, and, you know, going real quick before that. Uh. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was canceled on Netflix and they're having a part four or season four or whatever. It's going to premiere later this year and it's getting a little bit uh, longer of a season. Um, 
again, Netflix, that's I can only assume that uh, Riverdale's a huge show for Netflix uh, and for CW initially, and then for Netflix uh, on the back end. I can only assume that Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is a big enough show for them too. Canceling this show seems crazy to me. If that was on CW, I think that you know it would still be going on. They'd pair it every single night with uh, uh, Riverdale. Okay, and then after that, Batwoman. <laughs> Batwoman has been cast. Uh, they cast a new Batwoman on the CW show Batwoman, and her name is Javicia Leslie, uh, who is familiar to me, and uh, she's going to be um, the the new Batwoman. She starred in a show. Let's see. Uh, she was on God Friended Me, um, which I'm, I'm I'm glad she got the job, but this just seems like a knee jerk reaction to what's going on in the in the media today. <laughs> it just it doesn't it doesn't bode well, you know. It's just like uh, you know, oh, we need to hire more black women and uh, or women of color and and uh, and Black Lives Matter and everything. Uh, uh, oh, we we lost a Batwoman. Let's 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 put a let's put a black in there. Just doesn't seem uh, very genuine to me. Okay. So, this comes from Variety. Amazon's Fire TV Live Guide plugs in listings from YouTube TV, Hulu, coming soon, written by Todd Spangler, my good friend. So, we all drop cable because cable's too much money. Bunch of different streaming platforms pop up, and some of us are spending upwards of $80. <laughs> On streaming things. Some of us uh, are looking a way to budget in YouTube TV for uh, when it, when the price hikes up to $65. Um, <laughs> it's not 80 It's like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, uh, HBO. You know, it's like, it's like 60 bucks. <laughs> anyway. Uh oh, and Quibi. God, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Never paid for Quibi. So, uh, and but but then we have uh, Hulu with live TV and YouTube TV and and Sling and uh, Pluto, not Pluto, uh, the P one, Philo and the Fubo and the other and the other you know live live TV streaming services, and Amazon was rumored to want to to release their version of a live TV streaming service. Uh, here's the thing. What if instead of building on that, building on what they have now, why don't they just ask everybody else to join it? So Amazon uh, on the app, Amazon Prime Video has the Amazon channels, which is a very interesting thing. And so does Apple. Apple TV kind of has, has this as well. Uh, but Amazon channels where you can subscribe to HBO and Stars and Showtime and Shudder and uh, all those other, every other streaming platform essentially uh, within the Amazon Prime Video app. Uh, same thing for Apple TV. You do the same thing. You just, it's all on there. Whatever. And you'd only essentially you'd only need one app for all of your stuff. So now Amazon, if you have a Fire TV, it's going to add program listings for YouTube TV and Hulu with Live TV to the platform's Live TV discovery features, so that you'll just be able to just uh, instead of opening up the app itself, you'll be on Amazon's homepage of the Fire TV. And you'll be, if you want to see The Loud House on uh, YouTube TV, if you subscribe to YouTube TV, and you'll see The Loud House next to episodes you could probably buy on Amazon Prime. 
I was watching the Loud House while I was cooking. <laughs> After I did yoga. I would I did uh I'll take a little pause here in the story. I did a Grateful Dead yoga class on a Peloton. Yes, that's another subscription I have. Uh let's take all my subscriptions and let's just say collectively one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> Including Wall Street Journal. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um but I did a Grateful Dead themed, and they have themed classes sometimes with Peloton. So like this morning, I did a 90s hip hop full body workout <laughs> with uh, Jess Sims, um, uh, the gorgeous Jess Sims. And I did a Grateful Dead yoga class, half an hour. And I don't know any Grateful Dead songs, but I saw it was Grateful Dead. And I thought, you know what? This is going to be a real fun class. I know their songs last like 40 minutes. And I don't even think a song changed <laughs> But I did the class. It was great. I turned up. Uh, I didn't turn up the heat. I just turned the air off. And I was, built up a nice sweat. Uh, then then the same teacher had a uh, a, a meditation after after uh, uh, in about 15 minutes later. And uh, it was great. I had a good time. Grateful Dead yoga class. I just wanted to mention that. My friend got me this shirt for Christmas. So it's kind of Grateful dead If you're watching the video, it's got a, um, on the back, there's some type of, I can't turn around. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, back to the story. So, uh, Fire TV's uh, YouTube TV and Hulu with Live TV join Fire TV's Live TV features, uh, and then Viacom CBS's uh, Pluto TV, the free streaming service, uh, Philo and Prime Video channels. They're all essentially going to work in tandem for this discovery service. Uh, I just I just thought this was very funny because you know we drop cable and then all of a sudden. We have YouTube with live uh, YouTube TV and Hulu with live TV, and then you can subscribe uh, within those apps and have HBO and Stars and Showtime and Cinemax, and then also uh, the prices hike. And so at the end of the day, you're paying the same, more or less, the same prices. You know, by the time in August when YouTube TV's price jumps up fifteen dollars because uh, Viacom, CBS, or greedy you know, uh, bastards, then uh, uh, <laughs> then it's going to it's going to be on par with probably the cheapest basic cable service you know and but you're but you're able to get it over the internet and you're able to watch it on your phone and your laptop and your iPad easily all right uh let's do this move on to the ESPN radio shakeup another story from variety this is this is very interesting to me uh, this is a, i've never listened to ESPN radio shows but uh now that i have since i got this new car um that uh, it came with uh, wire pop-ups on these websites. I turn off the ad, the ad blocker, so that I can support these websites. But then the pop-ups, uh, Jesus, not like The Verge. The variety is not like The Verge. But, but I thought this was interesting because on one of my presets for my SiriusXM, it is it does happen to be ESPN News and ESPN and ESPN uh, Radio, and. You know, sometimes I'll leave it on there for like five minutes uh, if if I don't want to listen to a podcast or if I'm just going somewhere really quick. And uh, speaking of which, U2 has a channel on SiriusXM and Matthew McConaughey right now is DJing and he talks for like five minutes straight and it's all, it all does not make sense and it is the most delightful thing to hear. It's, it's just his Matthew McConaughey ways. Sometimes you just... 
you got to go onto the open road. You're not wearing any shoes, but you, you don't have any socks on either. And you're just walking. Your feet are hurting. And it's barefoot. And it's, it's the sexiest thing you ever felt. And that's what this song's like. Sunday, Bloody Sunday by U2. <laughs> the song starts. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, Matthew McConaughey, please continue DJing the U2 Sirius XM channel. So, Golic and Wingo are out of the ESPN radio. Uh, this is from Brian Steinberg over at Variety. And let's just say it was not Golic and Wingo's choice to be out. They're going to bring back Mike Greenberg, half of the team that helped the Disney sports media giant carve a bigger business in the audio world, back to the medium as part of a reworking of its national lineup. Greenberg spent 17 years with co-host Mike Golick on the morning radio program, Mike and Mike. Um, he's going to keep his duties on the ESPN mid-morning TV program, Get Up, which is a great show. And uh, I did not know that was the same guy. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie, I did not know the same guy. Uh, which he helped anger since the spring of 2018, along with Jalen. I just added that last morning. But he will also lead a new two-hour radio show that airs between noon and 2 p.m. weekdays. You know, he looks a lot like Max Kellerman. And maybe it's because all white guys look the same to me. (laughs) But he looks a lot like Max Kellerman. (laughs) They're the same person, right? His former partner, Mike Golick, will leave morning, uh, mornings along with Trey Ringo. Wingo, the pair hosted their program since November 2017. The new weekday schedule, which kicks off Monday, August 17th, can be heard on Sirius XM and ESPN venues, and then as well as ESPN2 and ESPN News. Uh, and apparently during the day, they air ESPN radio shows on ESPN, I believe, News or something like that, or ESPN2. Very strange to me. Uh, and then they're going to have a bunch of uh, new shows and everything. This is, and then Dan LeBetard and John Stewart-Wiener will continue. Weiner will continue the program they have anchored since 2015 between 10 a.m. and noon. Uh, this is I, a, a big move for Disney, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know the radio uh, bracket, the radio circuit. I do. I I don't know. I thought Golic and Wingo was a kind of their a flagship program for them uh, in the radio side of things. I don't, I don't know if it did as well as Mike and Mike, uh, but cool, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, again, I don't know why I chose a story, but I thought it was something different. Uh, does I wonder if this if this does anything for the company uh, for the brand rather? Uh, are they trying to get a younger audience for the radio segment? Uh, they, they air this on television and, you know, ESPN is on in doctor's offices and, and I assume car dealerships <laughs> every day, <laughs> you know, barber shops. So Dick's Sporting Goods, if they have TVs, who knows, but is this them trying to get a younger, more versatile viewership? Uh, versus what I I think Wingo and Golic were aimed at. Uh, Golic and Wingo were aimed aimed at. But on the other hand, you know, you already have the young guys watching. Sorry, I didn't mean to say viewership. I meant to say listenership. But on the other hand, you already have the younger guys watching ESPN all day. So that can only, I don't know. Um, And the new shows they have sound very, very interesting. They have uh, 
two-time WNBA All-Star uh, Jimmy Mike. Ogu Mike. He'll be joined by ESPN Radio's Mike Golick Jr. between 4 and 7. And a bunch of other shows that I just... Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Jay Williams, Zubin, Mahinti. They're going to replace Skull and Gawingo as the leadoff to ESPN's morning schedule uh, with the show between 6 and 10 a.m. So... There you go. Yeah, I think this is they're trying to get a more diverse lineup. And speaking of radio stuff, Stitcher's going to buy uh, SiriusXM is going to buy Stitcher. I don't know if I talked about this last week. Uh, the company that I work for on the television side, EW Scripts, had been shopping the platform, the podcast platform, for several months, which means I cannot work for Earwolf now. Fine, I don't want to work for them anyway. The acquisition gives satellite radio company a uh, foothold in the burgeoning podcast business, which is led by Rival and Audio Spotify. The deal is expected to be announced later this week. The sources said have yet to be announced. <laughs> it has yet to be announced. I'll tell you right now. It's Thursday night, 735 on uh, 835 on uh, July 9th, 2020. In addition to the Stitcher app, the company also encompasses his advertising arm, Midroll Media and podcast network Earwolf. So that's a that's a I think that's a very big get for Sirius. Sirius's app and online presence are not up to snuff with Spotify and Apple Music and now even YouTube Music. Um, now that everything's migrated from <sighs> Google Play Music to YouTube Music, it's uh, the deal. Hey Google, stop. Hey, hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google, stop. That was insane, right? The deal follows Sirius's mid-June uh, purchase of podcast hosting and distribution company Simplecast, which works with clients like Netflix. Uh, Stitcher, this is this is a, a great move for Stitcher because their app is also trash too. But in order, But again, you have to have a foot in the podcast space in order to make sure everything, make sure, especially as an audio company, audio led company, audio first company, make sure that you, uh, that you're going to be able to survive. Spotify wants to become the one and done place for your audio. Um, so, uh, you got to be able to go tit for tat with that. YouTube music has implemented videos. Spotify's doing, uh, the one-stop shop. Apple Music is doing its thing <laughs> with the personalized radio stations, uh, the human-driven radio stations. So if Sirius can, Sirius has conquered and has been able to stay in the radio space because it is a premium version of radio, and now if it can get a foothold in the podcasting world, then uh, maybe it can continue to dominate in a way that Spotify can't. Spotify is not in your car naturally. Apple Music's not in the car naturally. YouTube Music's not in the car naturally. So maybe Spotify, I mean, uh, maybe SiriusXM is able to get a foothold, you know. Maybe there'll be a Stitcher app uh, or SiriusXM podcasts on in your car. And you can just download it from, you know, or they'll have like channels that just play Comedy Bang Bang all the time. Who wants that? People do. <laughs> Listen, speaking of things you want, if you like the podcast... Head on over to the website, seedlesscomedy.com, where there will be so many interviews with favorite comedians that you'll go, hmm, nice, nice get. If you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash seedpluscomedy. 
where you'll see me sitting in the shirt on the futon. Battery's dying. The camera's about to turn off, so we'll see what happens if I can knock this out. Uh, if you also want to see on youtube.com slash equals comedy, you see our flagship show news time, which is a show where I, it's like the daily show. I take one topic I sit down and I, I do one story. This week's episode is about, uh, Quibi, Quibi 90 days since it started, since it launched. And, uh, it's lost 90% of its listeners. I believe that's what happened last night. Uh, it was announced last night, 90%. God bless it. The freaking camera turned off, and now I gotta turn it back on. Like some type of Jamook. Like some type of Jamook. I knew that was gonna happen. 17 minutes in, and the camera turns off on me. All right. So now I can just I can just talk all day now. No, I can't. Um, so yeah, there was uh uh whatchamacallit? Uh by God. Oh, I don't even know where I was. 90 Quibby, Quibby's been uh, out for 90 days and 90% of its uh, free free tier people have just dropped off and no one's paying for it essentially. So now let me check this episode out. <laughs> Let's see what else is going on. That's it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Seabulls Comedy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Listen. Subscribe to the Constitutionals Podcast. Rate us too. Wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Music. Google Podcasts, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I choose to use. Thank you for listening. Now we can end the show, but not before I pull up the outro music because <laughs> that would be a shame if I didn't. All right, here we go. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world.